Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Raz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, do you have Olympics fever? Oh, shit. Is that happening? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, that's an answer to a question. I'm I'm gonna go with no. Um, I love the fucking Olympics. I usually do. I I don't know. It's bad taste in my mouth right now. So <laughs> you can mm. gargle with a little scope to get that out of there. I, I'm That's a big I fan do. fan of the gargle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, I've, I've been watching all. I, I've I've put all my other stuff on hiatus. All the other stuff I've been watching. Okay. Um, Shit's Creek hiatus. Uh, White Lotus hiatus nice. haven't started Ted Lasso yet preemptive hiatus because um, uh-huh. it's like you only get it for two weeks and you only get it for two weeks every right. four to five years depending on a global pandemic so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the problem is it's just like a fucking bukkake of when it's here it's just all day and and yeah. you know the, you got a weird time zone thing so you know big do you news bounce from channel to channel you go NBC yeah. and the NBCSN and then MSNBC. Yeah, USA Network. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. CBC sometimes, MSNBC. Um, yeah, it depends on what's on. I've 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 found that I love fencing. Nice. Okay. Fencing is awesome now because it's like, um, first off, they 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 talk a lot of shit. There's a lot of like, oh. there's a lot of trash talking. After every like point or whatever, I don't even know what it's called. I guess a point. After every point that gets scored, they just like like scream and, and are just like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just a lot of that. But the scrawny um, guys I, flexing. Yeah. And it's hard to tell how scrawny they are. Cause they're in, they're in fucking space uh, suits. Yeah. They're in these craziest outfits and they have these helmets where you can't see their face, but they have lights on the side of them. Like they have these, these big led panels on the side of their helmets and in front of their helmets that uh-huh. light up either green or red, depending on like who scores the point. And okay. then the, the, there's like light strips on the ground, like half is red, half is green and how that lights up. Like, you know, it's, it's like fucking Tron. It's like Tron <laughs> with swords. And so okay. it's great. And, uh, they, they had a, a young lady who won the gold for the United States, uh, who's a med oh. student. And, okay. uh, just fucking imagine how insufferable she's going to be when she gets back to campus. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. You, she, does the gold medal go over the lab with. coat? Like how does yeah. is that is that a, uh-huh. like instead of the stethoscope we just have the gold medal around our, yeah. our necks? Walking around like in Wayne's world when they got the backstage pass. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Can you imagine yeah. rounding with that bitch? And then she's just like they ask her about like, I don't know, what the fucking PKA is of sodium bicarbonate and she just, you know, Oh, hold on. I have it written down here and like pulls the gold yeah. medal out of the inside of her shirt and just like... Uh, I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I, I mean, do you go shit. to the administration and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the Olympics. I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks. Yeah. How, I guess they just go? have to let you go. I get like, they can't be dicks and be like... I can't imagine... No, you're not going. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that as being a barrier, but I, I could be wrong. I'm sure she'll catch up, right? It's fine. Yeah. How hard is med school? I mean, honestly. It's it's all on <laughs> ball bearings now, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I do have a new favorite athlete, though. She's not American. Do you? It's an Australian swimmer okay. named uh, Ariana Titmus. <laughs> the name, the, her tit is actually in her name. It's T-I-T-M-U-S. It's fucking epic. Okay. It's just... You just hear the broadcaster say Titmus, Titmus, Titmus 15 times. And you're uh-huh. just like, are they saying Pitmus with a P? <laughs> or are they saying Tit on NBC at 8 it's, o'clock at night? It's like the ESPN guys. Every time it's the, the kennel club thing, they, it's their chance to say bitches all day long. Yes, so. <laughs> they love it. Uh-huh. Um, so, so Titmus just wiped the floor with Ledecky in like the freestyle 
Wow. And, um, uh, you know, they just said tetanus a bunch of times. It was great. <laughs> um, and then they showed, uh, they, sh- you know, there, there's not really spectators there. Like if you're a, another Olympic athlete, you can go, but that's pretty much it. And so they show the spectators and they show, they've been showing a lot of like wherever it is back home, like the watch parties they're having back home. Mm-hmm. And they showed the Titmus watch party and her grandma's there like jumping up and down. And I just like, I'm Grandma Titmus. And, and just like the, 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 the epicness of Grandma Titmus character just seems like fucking great. Um, and, and just, I don't know, like I'm sure like tit in Australia doesn't mean anything. So it's probably no big deal. Are you sure? I, I mean, I mean, there's like, I, there's a bunch of weird shit like that, you know, where it's like, um, like in Britain, you know, like you can say cunt 500 times yeah. and, and like, they, it's like literally in school books, like no one gives a shit. It's not that yeah. big a deal. And smoke a fag. It's a, just really not a de- big deal. No, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a cigarette, right? Or is it yeah. an elevator? One of the it could two. be both. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's not a big deal there. It's just not a curse word there. Right. And so it's like, I'm guessing like. Tit doesn't mean breast in Australia. I'm guessing. It's just Australians are weird. No, they probably have like rumplesnitz or whatever means means fucking like you can't say that word on TV oh, yeah. though. No, not at least twice. So <laughs> <laughs> the one time and then the fine and then yeah. that's that's the last. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know you had a crazy week. I don't know if you want to talk about what's going on or not. If this is something you want to save, I should probably save it. Let it uh, okay. That's r- fine. Ruminate. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to um, uh, screw anything up for you uh, in yeah, talking about you. it. So when it's safe for you to talk about, it, you can talk about it. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I did. I wrote. I did uh, write another five minute story today. Did you? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know how long this. I timed it though. Me writing this took five. So that's again. Let's go over the the uh, premise of this. Um, a good writing exercise is to write out a story in five minutes. So set a timer on your phone for five minutes and get out as much as you can get out. Um, and then once you have that skeleton mm-hmm. down, then you can always go back and add to it. But that first five minutes is always the hardest part. So once you can get that down, you're in. And so my goal is to kind of get to the end of a story in five minutes. And so um, if that means I have to leave some stuff out, I will. Um, and then I'll go back mm-hmm. and add it later. But But again, the hardest part is getting that first framework down and then finding uh, a time that you know, that the audience knows that your story's done. And this one is a little bit weaker than the last one, um, the ending. Um, but I think it's all right. So this, this, and this story, this literally happened today. So this is oh. a real life story that actually happened today. So are you ready for my five minutes? I story? think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. All right. Here mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just saw my ex-father-in-law at discount tire. It was the strangest thing. I'm waiting in line to pick up my keys and I hear the person at the counter in front of me give the clerk the phone number to look up the account. 210-383-7719. Holy shit. I know that number. That's my ex-wife's phone number. I had the following thought and it's the first time that a human being has ever had this thought. Thank God for the Delta variant of COVID-19. Because of the Delta variant, I was wearing a mask. I don't know why I thought I should put on my mask because I walked into that discount tire. It may have been because I just saw a CNN alert on my phone that the CDC is recommending mask indoors again. It may have been because I saw all the employees in the garage at the discount tire wearing their masks. But for some reason, though, I channeled my inner Anthony Fauci as I walked up to that discount tire, and I couldn't be happier. As it dawned on me, who it was that was standing at that counter, I realized that I had not spoken to Jake in over nine years since the divorce. I'm sure that it would have been fine. Time heals all wounds. There would have been no fisticuffs or fighting words exchanged. I'm sure the interaction would have been cordial yet uncomfortable, just like my last prostate exam. Regardless, it was not a cordial yet uncomfortable interaction I wanted to have at lunchtime on a random Tuesday. You know how in situations like that, you can feel your brain performing thousands of calculations in a second? Like a TI-82 calculator, my brain was doing the math. I was next in line. If they called me up to the station next to Jake, they would ask my name, and he'd hear it, just like I heard him. My cover would be blown, and I could not let that happen. There's a little counter to the left with some magazines and a view of the work bay. I ducked over there, hoping to not be helped until Jake had left. I pretended to wait and flip through a magazine about RV lifestyle until the coast was clear. 
surely they won't bug me while looking like a patiently waiting customer, right? Wrong. A sales rep in a red polo swooped in to ask me which vehicle I was waiting for. Oh, good. Not my name. Tesla Model X, I replied. If I'm going to get spotted, I might as well max out the he was driving a nice car meter of the conversation that Jake would later have with my ex-wife. Ah, yes, the rep said. What was the name on that? Shit. I whispered, Austin. Jake didn't notice. He hands me the key and I walk out, undiscovered, but with my mind swirling. He gave them Christy's phone number, which means he was dropping off her car. I now really wanted to know what she's driving now, so I surveyed the lot. Purple Toyota Sienna, Sienna minivan? No way, that's not it. 2005 Acura TL? No, that's not her style either. Oh, that must be it. A Land Rover Discovery Sport. Entry-level, small luxury SUVs were always her jam. Right at this moment, I had the strangest feeling. It was like a feeling of confirmation, like watching someone's pet King Cobra wheel around and bite them on the hand. I was right. She was, and still is, an entitled spoiled child. A 41-year-old entitled spoiled child. Even into her 40s, she still had her father running around and doing her errands for her. I had never doubted that I made the right decision before, but this was real-world confirmation. Confirmation that if someone is entitled and spoiled in their 20s and 30s, they probably aren't going to grow out of it. People are who they are. No amount of entry-level luxury SUVs can change that. There we go. Five-minute story. There you go. What do you think? Well done. That's uh, kept imagining myself in the same situation. I, I, I don't have similar circumstances, but I, I was going to say, see... except you don't have an ex-wife or no. an ex-father-in-law. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that actually happened today and uh, it was very strange. And I had all those feelings and uh, I'm glad that I wasn't noticed. Yeah. No, I... Good on you. That's... Um... <laughs> I don't know why I put on that fucking mask. I there's this. I don't know. Like there was. I don't know what it was. I haven't worn a mask inside in I don't know since the CDC said not to do it anymore. So yeah, I, I if anything, I tend to be trying to rile things up. You know, Wade style. Where I went to pick up Skylar at the airport last week, and when you're in the airport, it's like everybody, no matter what, you're just in it wearing a mask. Yeah. And she was at baggage. Normally, she just just uh, carry on. So the fact she was waiting for a bag was kind of annoying. So I went in to help her out and everybody's wearing a mask and she sees me. She's like, she reaches for an extra. Wait, you know, put on a mask. I don't have one. Oh, here's one. No, I don't want one. No, they don't. Just just put on a mask. I'm not going to put on a mask. Just just do it. No. And I grabbed her bag and we walked out. So uh, I, I tend to be that guy. Um, now, if I was like, I'm going to be at the airport tomorrow, I'll be wearing my mask the whole way through because I just pick your battles. kind of. You don't thing. have a choice. It's either that or yeah, don't fly. Exactly. So... I was just going in to grab her bag and walk out. So yeah. it was, it was nothing. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of at the point where it's like, if it makes other people comfortable, I'm whatever, it doesn't yeah. bother me. But now with this stuff, that's going back around again. It seems like it's inevitable mm-hmm. that there's going to be a little more ratcheting back. Um, man, it's cause you fucking assholes don't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know, whatever. That's a different debate for a different time. But the yeah. good news is, is that my, ex-father-in-law did not see me um which i don't know he may not even say anything even if he did you know yeah. i don't know the relationship um, was okay you, you, you and him got along okay it was always fine i do remember one time <laughs> we were doing some work on like either his garage or my garage i don't remember what and this was like it's like pre-podcast like pre-smartphone and uh-huh. like smartphones were around but <laughs> still would just like if you're working outside in the garage you just have like the radio on and just whatever the right. radio station mm-hmm and uh, whatever radio station was on played, um, I still haven't found what I'm looking for by U2. <laughs> uh-huh. And I said to him, you know, I, haven't, I never really liked U2. <laughs> <laughs> and, I re- and he looked at me, and I'll never forget, he's just like, what? I was like, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I've just never really liked U2. And he thought I was talking about like him and his wife. <laughs> So I remember that. That was a fun uh, one. But it was never there was never any any contention. I'm sure he was he was uh, he was peeved to me when I when I uh when I dropped the, the hammer. But yeah. Uh, I'm sure it would have been fine. It just like wasn't I just wasn't in the headspace for it. 
um, no, today or sure. any day, really, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever be in the headspace for that, but, uh, yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I tried that, that happened. And then I kind of came back to the office and was like, I need to write this down before I forget it. And, uh, and wrote that out and then, um, realized that you'd had a crazy week so that you probably would not have finished your homework assignment. So I did not finish. I appreciate you, uh, stepping up. Ever, it's just, that's so on brand for Lance of not finishing homework. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> Apart from doing all the technical <laughs> stuff on the show. That's pretty, I mean, that homework you're right. always on time on. That homework you're good on. Ah. Always. Uh, Lance, this is an advice show. Sometimes. We answer your questions. We might actually answer a couple of questions tonight. We've been doing a yeah. one a one per, but we've got a couple lined up. Yeah. Uh, we answer questions we find on the, all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We Stripe Tell Dentists and Dental Team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Oh, fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, who's the best person to run into at a discount tire? Because we all know that your stepmom stuck in a tire is the best person ever to run into <laughs> at a discount tire. I think I saw the questions that, that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Gordon has not seen that one. No. Guaranteed. <laughs> Gordon is not familiar with the glow up that stepmoms have received over the past three or four years. Uh, question one. Reddit user Laugh Puppy asks, Grandpa Clinic versus Medicaid Mill. I'm considering two different job offers. One is a cushy FFS crown and bridge practice that I'm really tempted to take. The other is a crazy Medicaid mill with 36 chairs. The Medicaid oh, mill will train me to a, quote, super generalist. So I'll pick up speed and get really good at everything, hopefully, but will work me to the bone. Which one would you pick and why? I love the idea of the FFS grandpa clinic, but I still have so much to learn and worry about stagnating. Edit. The Medicaid place, to be fair, does do every procedure. They do implants, same-day serotonin crowns, root canals, ortho, which they would train me in and have me do, sedation, etc. One of the current workers actually graduated from the same school as me. I got a number, and we called, uh, and I called her after, and she said they did train her up a lot. They even paid 16 k for her to take the ADA implant course. She's only two years out of school and doing much bigger procedures than me, impacted thirds, et cetera. So I'm assuming I, the Medicaid place is just a place that t accepts Medicaid, but not, I've, got, I've never heard of Medicaid doing implants. So Yeah, or CIRAC or, yeah. yeah, endo, ortho. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I my hunch is it's a mill. 36 chairs? That probably takes some <laughs> Medicaid. Yeah. Yeah, probably just on every single plan. Not necessarily out there. a only Medicaid mill. Yeah, because an only Medicaid mill would be all would be a lot of pedo and extractions. Yeah, Clint was in a Medicaid mill first year out of school, and uh, I thought a lot of Medicaid uh, mill type stories were exaggerations, and they're not. They were based on fact. Yeah, and he shared lots of stories. So it seems to me that this person is really considering the Medicaid mill because of the training that they can get there. Mm -hmm. Which I, like, I guess I get from a perspective of like, yeah, man, let's let the man pay for this. Yeah. And then at some point I will take those skills. I'll take those talents to South beach or wherever. Yeah. Um, they really want to go and, and, and open up or, and, or buy a blank, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I see that side of it. I absolutely 100% see that side of it. I don't love the idea, like 36 chairs, all that. Like that's well, a lot. And I think probably an overlooked thing is the actual people that you're going to treat. So there's a certain bias. There's a certain mentality that comes with that group. And and I don't like to cast too many aspersions here, but, uh, you know, in my well, practice. If, they, if, if it's actually a Medicaid-based yeah. practice. Yeah. I think we should caveat that. Because we, I, for the most part, really do enjoy most of the people that come through our doors. And uh, and we weed them out. I mean, we had a guy last week where we, 
underestimated his insurance contribution. So when, when the, the dust settled, he owed us $70 and he, he called up, refused to pay it. He says, it's your fault. You, you're supposed to make an estimate. It's, it's on you. So I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll write this off. But where do you want your records to go? Because you can't come back. I never want to see you again. And he's all freaking out going, wait, no, I liked you and I like the place. I just don't think that, you know, you got to be better, more accurate. I'm like, yeah, if you're expecting that, that this is not the place for you. And so that kind of person, and I was telling the person that was uh, interested in my practice, this story, and they did not see eye to eye with my perspective on patient retention. But <laughs> I, uh, I'm like, I don't want that kind of person in my office. And, and I would think at a 36 chair mill, you got bills to pay. You're, you probably have to see everything that walks through the door which means kissing a lot of ass and uh, maybe doing a lot of procedures that maybe you don't want to do either. I mean, God, I'm, I'm thinking you got pedo in there and I'm just <laughs> not a fan. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's, that's what it's going to come down to is like, this, this is great. That, uh-huh. that the, the one side of the coin is that you get a bunch of training and that you get to learn stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The other side of that coin is that you're going to be uncomfortable a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I would find out how, what's the turnover of other doctors in this place? Um, yeah. because I, my, my guess, my understanding is places like that, they go through a lot of doctors, not just employees of all sorts, but including clinicians. And, uh, also if they're going to give you 16 K to take an implant course, I don't know what ADA implant course is 16 K, but go to fucking yeah. pathways. Yeah. Implant <laughs> pathway, hands don't, down. Don't take anything from the ADA. No offense to my ADA folks, but, um, yeah, like if you're looking at an ADA implant education versus fucking pathways, take pathways. Yeah. Pathways, AID um, stuff for sure. Uh, you're he, here's what I don't know. It seems like plus, to me. Hmm. I everybody wants a fee for service practice, mm-hmm. and as you have a chance to get into one, yeah. And it's like you can get in one early, and it's you said it. One is a cushy fee for service crown and bridge practice. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, they're not that easy to find, and they're not that easy to create. You know, if you're going to go out yeah. there and hang a shingle, I can't imagine you're Kelsey not going to be able to do it. No, Kelsey right now no. is shitting bricks because she's just hung a shingle and, and starting. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a tough road to hoe. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to start taking it and you're going to be slow and you're going to take a plan and two and three mm-hmm. and four. And that's the way it goes. And that's what I did. And then fucking still dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So take your cushy FFS crown and bridge practice mm-hmm. and then take, use that fucking sweet, sweet fee-for-service money and take whatever CE you want yeah, and then add that in. You want to start doing Invisalign? Cool. Go take a great fucking Invisalign course from either Galler or Mullis and mm-hmm. then start doing it. You want to learn implants? Save up a little bit, go to Pathways. Start doing it. Mm-hmm. Start doing it in the cushy fee-for-service practice and yeah. build that to be what you want it to be. Yeah. it's it's Instead of like going to play for the Yankees. Yeah, that that's... I, I don't know, 36, I look at my four and go, I don't want more than Real four. fucking hard. And Real hard to manage. 36? Yeah. Tell me there's like 10 doctors there. Gotta be. God. <laughs> or, or eight. Okay. Something like that. And, and four hygienists each or something? I don't know. Yeah. Think, think of all the Some, hygiene I mean, checks three per hygi- hour. Two, three hygienists each. Ugh. Man, I'm lucky to go to get a single exam per hour for a hygienist. Got to do yeah. two to three at a time. Yeah. yeah, no, it's. I mean, that's that was my day to day, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's rough. Now, I I w- I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. Like that's mm-hmm. the way I like to work. But there's a difference between that and the thirty six chair, quote unquote mill. You know, there's yeah. a, there's an absolute difference between those two, and so. Um, I, I just think like, this is one of those where it's like, you know, this is a 24 year old dude who Mm -hmm. meets like the perfect woman who's a smoke show. She's hot. She's rich. She, all she wants is sex and she's successful and amazing. And you're like, ah, you know, this is fucking great, but man, I'm 24. I sure would like to bang out some party sluts for a few years. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. Why you want to bang out those party slots? Like you got yeah. what you're looking for right here. It's right in front of you. This fee for service practice is not going to be available when you are finally ready for one. And yeah, it's going to be gone. Somebody's going to gobble it up and yeah. uh, you're going to wish that you had it because in about three years when you're burned out from working to the bone from this, you're like, ah, all right, 
I've learned enough of this shit. I'm ready to go get over there and it's going to be fucking gone. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a rom-com where this fee-for-service practice is going to be getting on an airplane to London and you're going to have to go run through the airport you know, to, mm-hmm. uh, to chase it down and tell it that you love it and that you want it to uh, <laughs> stay there in Davis, California or whatever, whatever the fuck, wherever <laughs> it is. I don't know. Yeah. Just every fucking shitty romantic comedy movie. Um, let's look at Laugh. Laugh up here. Um, holy shit, 91,000 karma. Wow. Um, a lot of stuff about dieting and fasting. Hmm. So Laugh Puppy's kind of fat? No, no, no. I would like <laughs> to hear from serious from a serious weightlifter how you incorporate fasting into your life. Mm. So I don't think so. Mm, okay. <laughs> I do not think so. Um, a lot of keto stuff. <laughs> Here's a good one. Is perio bullshit? <laughs> well, periodontist, oh, sure. Oh, see, oh, see, oh, see, oh, I like. Peri- I know you're down on periodontist <laughs> and perio, but I do like. I like those guys. Um. Do you guys stay with your patients the whole time they are getting numb to, quote, watch for a reaction, end quote? <laughs> no. Fuck no. <laughs> Simple answer. Nope. Uh, I got No. I got a hygiene check to do. You're in the, uh, the Medicaid mill. You won't have time. Yeah, no. You there's have 36 years. <laughs> I'm out. If you're dying, just scream out. Yeah. If there's a medical emergency, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll know. Here's a buzzer. <laughs> Goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy's definitely a weightlifter, definitely keto, definitely intermittent faster. Wow. Um, Tom Papa has a great bit about intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. It's just like uh, intermittent intermittent fasting. It's where you eat sometimes, but you you don't eat all the time. Like you eat. And then you don't eat again for a few hours. And then you eat again. <laughs> you know, like regular fucking yeah. life. Yeah. It's yeah. basically the, the whole, the, where, where it gets to. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, with 91,000 um, karma, there's, there's a shit ton in here, but it's all, it's all legitimate stuff. And he's a weightlifter. So I'm not, I'm not going to like go yeah, don't piss him digging off. too deep. Um, they're <laughs> There's a Twitter subreddit, which is a weird, very like Venn diagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> Too much time to get into there. Yeah. Um, or not enough time to get into that. Um, all right. Reddit user Apple Grape Soda asks Hi, all. Bit of a strange question, but hoping for some advice. I've noticed recently that whenever I brush my teeth, I smell the faint smell of mild vinegar. I changed toothbrush and toothpaste, but it's clearly something with me. I don't taste anything strange. I brush twice a day and floss often. I don't smell it any other time but when I brush. Any idea? Is it from sucking all the cock? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I've never heard anything about it smelling like mild vinegar. Yeah, that... um... That might be a condition. Like a syndrome? Could be a syndrome. The vinegar stroke syndrome? <laughs> um, I, yeah, so, I have not come across this. No one's ever asked me this. This is one of those things where it's like, I haven't thought about the smell of vinegar um, in a long just, time. Like, I haven't just, smelled vinegar in a while. Yeah, but I, I like I'm thinking about it in my head, and I can smell it right now. You, you have that deal? Oh yeah, uh, it's it's hard to forget once you're. Is that synesthesia? Okay, and I'll I allow think it. Synesthesia has to do with, like where you you taste a number. You know, like how the how the number red tastes. <laughs> um, synesthesia. I don't know. I hear colors, so is a perceptual phenomenon, not to be confused with synesthesia. There you go. All right. Um, 
it's a perceptual phenomenon which stimulation of one sensory or cognitive pathway leads to involuntary experiences in the secondary sensory or cognitive pathway. People who report a lifelong history of such experiences are known as synesthetes. Awareness of synesthetic perceptions vary from person to person. In one common form of synesthesia known as graphene color synesthesia or color graphemic synesthesia, Letters or numbers are are perceived as inherently colored. In spatial sequence or number form, synesthesia, number, months of the year, or days of the week elicit precise locations in space. For example, 1980 may be further away than 1990. That doesn't make any sense to me. But the, the, the thinking of a letter as a number, <laughs> thinking of a color as a number, I can see that. For some reason, like what color do you think of when you think of four? Yellow. Oh, I think of red. Mm. Well, you're wrong. What, what color do you think of when you think of, <laughs> of two? Blue. I think of blue as well. Okay. All right. Uh, number one. Yellow. Again. Yellow. Uh, yellow again. Yeah, it's a very yellow I think day. Of green. Okay. I think of green. Huh. And what the fuck were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I know that there's like, there's something about like diabetes, right? Where you like your sweat smells sweet or something like that, right? Maybe. I don't usually sniff my diabetic patients. So, but I'm going to start tomorrow. I promise. Hope they don't think it's weird. Um, it's their breath. Let's see here. So ketone bodies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's your breath. So Mm. could that be vinegar? Could that be perceived as vinegar? I don't, I don't imagine maybe vinegar is a sweet smell. No. It's acidic. Are ketones acidic? Yeah. Ketone people in ketosis can be uh, mistaken for, um, being drunk. Uh, we were in a car accident a while ago and, uh, I thought I got hit by a drunk driver and I was, going to kick his ass and I was pissed but then I decided to get the kids out of the car seats and uh, he had a strong smell of alcohol but found out he just didn't take his medication and uh, it was diabetic ketosis and smelled like that so I could see the smell maybe being mistaken for vinegar I mean old wine is vinegar well that's what I was going to say I've never had that experience of opening a bottle of, of old wine or wine that has not been sealed well. Right. Or that's been quote unquote corked, corked and, yeah. and had it taste like vinegar. Have you ever had that? I haven't. I've heard stories, but it's not, I've never experienced it. So no. This car accident was like, when you said you got the kids out of the car seat, his kids or your kids? Mine. Yeah, we were. Uh, okay. So this was like 15 years ago. Oh, it's oh one. Yeah. It was like 15 days ago. Yeah. Last week when the fucking, no, it was uh, 20 years ago and uh, guy ran a red light and, hit us. Thank God we were in a big expedition. If we were in our Toyota that we had, the Camry, um, pretty sure Brianna would have died. Jesus. So, yeah. I was a smart um, ass to the lawyers when they were, we were, uh, you know, settling. And I was saying, trying to explain, clearly he was going, he was a um, Plymouth Breeze, T-boned me in an expedition and made the axle, uh, you know, shifted. And spun us around. And I said, you know, clearly he was going very fast. Well, how do you know? Well, you know, in high school math, force equals mass times acceleration. So my big car and his little car to get me spun means high force. And the attorney looked at the other attorney. And I guess Holly said I said it really smart assy. And I'm like, that sounds like me. (laughs) I've never heard of that. So, yeah, it was a good day. Apparently, um, you sometimes get an acetone smell on your okay. breath. All right. Um, acetone. I mean, this all it, that does sound a little bit diabetic-y, yeah? Yeah, I would think so. Um, and your username is Apple Grape Soda. <laughs> I'm sensing I mean, a pattern you know here. Me, I fucking love diet soda. Yeah, you do. I mean, I've been known to shotgun some melon, Dr. Pepper two on here. Yeah. The, no, it's the, it's the major melon 
Mountain Dew Zero. It's all the different, um, you know, uh, Diet Dr. Peppers. Um, I've been actually considering making my own cuvee of those. <laughs> uh, maybe mixing a little uh, Diet Dr. Pepper vanilla with Diet Dr. Pepper cherry. Get a little mm. Diet Dr. Pepper cherry vanilla in there. Mm. Um, <laughs> who's the real winemaker now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think I called you a winemaker earlier because you wanted to like do something with the edit on this. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I might, I might go get a fucking um, resting blood glucose test if I'm this person. Yeah, it might be a good idea. Um, let's see if they got anything else good. Who knew that brushing your teeth could get a diagnosis like that? Here's the, the only other thing is um, in the subreddit of adult survivors. I'm not going to make jokes about this. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Not going to do it. Not no, even try a... to do it. There are no jokes to be made. Bad idea. Moving on. We have time for one more. Yeah. Uh, Reddit user JWR asks, overdenture locked in. Has anyone ever had an overdenture lock in <laughs> while relining with processing components? I waited one minute too long this afternoon and was unable to remove the denture. After placing a hard relay material, I let the patient leave to try to eat on it tonight and hope it works its way loose. The only other thing I can think of is to destroy the denture by cutting it in half to remove it from the processing caps. Any ideas? Thanks. You got something for him, Lance? The only time I've ever experienced anything close to this was when the implant part component was placed wrong. It was too much was exposed, so you've got the neck... So you put a gasket over the thing to try to pick it up chair side, but it's going to grab more than you want. Well, that's just bad implant placement. So it's a little late now. So yeah, I think you're, because the one time I, I just pulled really, really hard. And I think they talked about the fear of it. Uh, I pulled really hard and the implant came with. So that Yikes. was a bad day. Was the patient numb? Oh, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> Did it hurt? Not really. She described it as... Okay. uh you know, not pleasant, but not as uncomfortable as you would kind of imagine since the bone itself is not really innervated. It was just the, the tissues. But even that, it's not really the tissues weren't ripped or anything. So, but it was fast. You know, once you get, once it gives, it gives quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience you don't really uh, forget. I've never, so I don't, I don't realign or I don't, I don't pick these up chair side. For this, for this reason. I think that was the last time I ever did. And now I yeah. just tell people, we're doing fixed. Or we're going to do telescopic. Or we're going to do something else. I don't like locators really much at all. Call me a pussy. pussy That's pussy, fine. Because uh, I just, I, this is why I don't, I don't pick these up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I will um, do a reline, a lab done reline. And I will um, put the caps on mm-hmm. and have the laboratory and, and, and do polyvinyl, uh, heavy duty polyvinyl. And I will have the laboratory process that with little caps in mm-hmm. the reline, and uh, that makes my life so much, so much less stressful. Yeah, because um, I just don't want to deal with this. Because you know, if it doesn't come out, you know, and it might, you know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's not much else you can do, right? Like, that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Um, if it doesn't come out, it means you're cutting it off, and that yeah. sucks. That's a bad day. Um, yeah. So um, I have locked in. Um, Impression material, or I've locked mm-hmm. in uh, impressions, polyvinyl impressions. I've done that twice. Mm-hmm. One, one I got out, one I had to cut out. Mm. The one I cut out was the very fucking first master impression I took on a crown in my dental school career as a oh. junior dental student. Oh, wow. They didn't fucking tell us ever that we had to block out under a bridge. <laughs> On the other side of the arch. You only learned that lesson uh, once. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I guess we're calling that, uh, that's not Socratic education. That's, um, mm. I had a fucking yeah. prostate massage education. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that is. Milk the prostate. Whatever yeah. it is, it's not fun. It doesn't, it, it was not good. Um, no. I guess, I mean, it was all right because I learned the lesson and my faculty member got to cut out the impression, not me. So. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other uh, was not too long ago. It was a RPD mm-hmm. impression, and I typically scan those. But I'd scanned it, and they were just like the lab was just like, yeah, we don't. 
the palette is yeah. we we we'd get a better fit on the palette if we had an impression. It's like, yeah. all right, fine, send me a tray. And uh I, I did it. And it turns out that this guy this guy was referred to me by the the chair of Perio here. And apparently this guy is like a super famous uh scientific researcher. Like he's got just a million studies. And oh. uh like at uh all the like the science conferences, they all know this fucking guy. And Yikes. so I locked this I locked this impression in and I'm just like, fuck me. I'm not gonna have to cut this out on this guy of all guys, right? Um, Sounds like and, it. uh, I was, if I was like, I was like, I was like, ask my assistant, I was like, all right, get me a surgical burr and give me a handpiece, but I'm going to try it one more time. And so she goes to get the surgical burr and the handpiece. And I thought, you know, a lot of times, like if I'm trying to get a temp off or something like that and I can't get it off and I'm like, give me the hemostats or something like that. Like as soon as <laughs> they go get the hemostats, like that's when it comes off, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's exactly how this was. Like as soon as I had her go get the burr and the handpiece. Mm-hmm. It came off, um, and I swear to God, I was going to take out a premolar with it, and uh, almost did. That bad boy was mobile. <laughs> I was done. Oh. I was like, oh, this will tighten back up just fine. Um, <laughs> crossing my fucking fingers the whole time, and it, yeah. did. it, it tightened up. Thank God. Yeah. Um, and I texted the 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 perio guy. I mean, I was like, you're not going to believe this. I fucking locked it. I almost oh. left an impression on this guy. So uh, I was like, I might need you to... Um, Take a look at this premolar in a couple <laughs> weeks if it's not. Uh-huh. If it's not uh if it's not tightened back up. Um I don't, to me this is like, all right, this is something you do once and then just like don't pick them up in the mouth anymore. Yeah. That's that's my I rule. Just, I mean, I like I don't I also don't want to deal with like doing my own hard reline. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that material's not fun to work with. You just you know, I I don't know. It just doesn't Yeah. It's not it's not my favorite thing in the world. I'd rather pay a little extra lab fee to take away that stress. Is, is it really that much extra? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't even look. It's it's like not an issue. I'm paying it, so I don't even want to know. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm praying for you. Um. Hands down, praying for me, as uh, Bo Burnham would say. I'm absolutely praying for you that this thing comes out because that's a shit day. Um, it really is. I guess just keep your model and uh, that way you can have the lab expo a uh, a new lower one because as soon as you cut this bad boy out, like you're not going to use it again. Yeah. And your patient's going to want something pretty quick. Um, I guess you could go ahead and have the lab make a new lower. Yeah. Before you cut it out. Yeah, I would think. I mean, what's it like? All right, so it's fixed on a one implant or whatever for mm-hmm. five days while they make you a new, a new lower. Is that gonna be that big a deal? No, no, it shouldn't be. Yeah, go and have your like keep all your model work, all that. Go and have the lab make you a new lower before you cut it off. That way, you cut it off and then you deliver the new lower, mm-hmm. and then do the reline. And the pickup all at the same time. Yeah. Like, sounds... like have the lab do it with impression material. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I think uh, I endorse this message. I'm such a pussy though. I, I know, I know many, 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 many people pick these up in the mouth all the time with mm-hmm. no problems. Oh yeah. Uh, but this to me is like one of those, like once this happens, fuck this man, I'm done. I'm not yeah. doing that again. You know, Russ Schaefer's just shitting bricks going, God, really? Yeah, it's like sh- the shittiest <laughs> advice of all time, uh-huh. um, which is just so on brand uh, for us. But I just, I don't, you know, d- God damn. Um, mm. I just don't, I just don't want, I don't need the stress in my life. I just don't need it. What's the advantage yeah. of like, you save like 50 bucks? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your stress in life worth? Exactly. And like, like also how many, like, all right, so you're going to have to pay, you have to, you're to have a new lab or you're going to have to pay to have the lab make you a new one, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? I don't know. 500 bucks, whatever. Sure. Some. So that's 10 cases. If you, if it saves you 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's 10 cases. 
you've just cost yourself 10 cases that you'd have to, you know, that you're picking, like saving 50 bucks a case by picking it up. Like now you've just made it to where after 10 cases, you will break even. Right. You will no longer be in the hole because of mm-hmm. this. Like just, ugh. Do the hard, re- have the lab do the hard reline and the pickup at the same time. Yeah. That's how I roll. That is my deal. Um, do you have any friends who like to um, pick up their own attachments? I don't any have any friends, so no. Uh-uh. No, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, well, if you do have any friends that like to do that, um, tell them about the show. That's how we grow the show. One new um, ballsy dentist at a time. Uh, <laughs> Lance, what's your favorite number? Uh, what's your favorite of number of, of, of dentures to lock into to the mouth? <laughs> Zero. Five. Zero. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of zero. Um, hit us up with a rating, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workingfrances.com. Uh, hit us up on all the social bullshits. Social Facebook, workingfrances, Josh Lance, funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. Twitter at winterferences, Instagram at winterferences. Lance, we found on Instagram at DRTimmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram at Josh Watson DDS. Smash that follow button. Uh, Lance, is it your turn for a song? I believe it, it is. is. It is. So um, I found a cover song. Actually, I think Clint sent this to me. Um, you know the song Flagpole Sitta by uh, Harvey by Danger? By Harvey Danger. Yeah. So There's a fucking, there's a cover of that song? Yeah, by Elohim and AWOL Nation. Have we talked about Elohim before? I don't think so. Do you, so what do you know about Elohim? I know that. I that's... mean, like the word in general. <laughs> okay. Well, that's supposed to mean God um, to okay. the Jews, but... Other than that, I don't know. Have you ever heard? They, these Jews have a lot of name for God because there's like Yahweh, Yahweh as well. And, that's another one. Uh huh. He who shall be named. This no, motherfucker wait. got a lot of names. So I'm saying, <laughs> how many names do you need? The one who remains. Wait. Um, in in Oklahoma, my favorite state. Okay. There's a a, a little town near the Arkansas border mm. that consists of. Uh, I mean, just like most towns in Oklahoma, sister fuckers and um, incest babies <laughs> called Elohim City. Really? And Elohim City is where, and it's like f- fucking liberal use of the word city, uh-huh. by the way. Um, Oklahoma City, I'll let you get away with because there's like at least 400,000 people there. But Elohim City has like a population of about 230 and they're all related. And that's where Timothy McVeigh hung out a bunch before he went to go blow up the uh, Murrah Federal Building in um, in Oklahoma City. Really? So, um, Elohim City, bad place. Tough look. Okay. If you ever find yourself in Elohim City, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. That sounds... Uh, so tell me about uh, your Elohim. Uh, just the cover of uh, Flagpole City. And... Um, with AWOL Nation, so maybe that makes right. it less So we, are we talking about a better? Just different. I mean, oh, I love Harvey Danger, so hard to say a, better. That's a sentence I did not expect to hear. Today. Really? <laughs> I just like, I haven't thought about that guy in yeah. 21 years. Yeah, I, I, they're fun. I, I was at a small bar watching Robin Hitchcock play and the singing backup was the lead singer of Harvey Danger, Nilsson. And uh, playing guitar was freaking the guitarist from R.E.M., uh, Peter Buck. Jesus. And then uh, in the crowd was the lead singer of um, Presidents of the United States of America, Chris Ballou, and he jumped up on stage to sing with them. So he's just fun music. So, uh, wow. yeah, big fun. Big fan. Okay, so Elohim remakes this song. What year are we talking? Uh, two years ago, 2019. Okay. All right. And um, does it have a 2019 feel to it? 2019 musical vibe? Uh, or is it just a straight for straight, like, note-by-note note remake like uh, Weezer in Africa? No, it's, a, it's got a little different uh, twist okay. to it, but uh, not terrible changes. Just, just you can tell it's somebody else singing it. So a little more electronic or electric or something. And then at some point, you have some verbiage from the background come in and tell you all about Elohim City and that Christ was white, something like that. Uh-huh, yeah. They have a pamphlet. They think you should uh, receive their <laughs> you message. Surely check out some of their meetings. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> to the fucking chemical uh, uh, compilation and recipe for how you make nitroglycerin. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. Watch for the comet. So. Oh, man. Uh, well, enjoy uh, Elohim City uh, in your in your trip there. Um, I, now I think that uh, Guns N' Roses needs to write a new version of Paradise City, but yeah. <laughs> take me down to Elohim City. <laughs> Where the grass is brown and the girls are my sister. Please, <laughs> would you please take me home? Um, for Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.